Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. We're on Season 2, Episode 18, Moving Day. And you know, this is our 40th recorded episode. Whoa. 40 episodes. I was going to wait till 50 to give a tally, but I don't know, 40, 40 felt good. 40 is a lot. Only have about 160 more to go. I think I saw, let's say, yesterday or maybe a couple days ago, there was a Facebook post about us, like, launching the podcast. So, been doing it for a year, I guess. We actually started almost two years ago. I think the very first recording we did was, like, November of 2018. That doesn't sound right. It is, because that's when we started doing the recordings, although we didn't post, we didn't, you know, no, have anything set off record- yet. Anything- any other recording equipment until we asked for it for Christmas one year. Hmm. So it might have been more like January, February. Yeah, okay. Or maybe, you know, even maybe the very end of December or something. But I thought we I thought we had kicked it off at the very end of 2018. Um, but at any rate. So, right, but then we didn't post anything until September of 2019. Right. That is true. And then all that hard work was for naught because... Your computer lost all of the files. <laughs> and then we had to re-record them all anyway. It wasn't my computer's fault. It was my fault, so there. Okay. Your fault. All right, let's switch from this to talking about a happy couple, which is Ted and Robin at the beginning of the episode. Uh, actually, before we get into that, I, I, I really don't have anything that I kind of saved up to do this episode. I think I have a few things that... Um, I've written down like a few rankings that have come across my desk over the last couple months, but I think I'm going to not get into that today because uh, I think this is going to be a little bit of a shorter podcast because it's already getting late tonight. It's been a busy week. You've been sick all week. I got horrible sleep last night, um, and I'm not quite sure how much this iced coffee that I drank about an hour ago is going to last me, so (laughs) we'll kind of maybe go right into the episode a little bit. Although I do like the way you said it came across your desk like somebody's like leaving you like memos about how I met your mother <laughs> or writing you stories specifically. Hot flash across my desk. <laughs> Just in, see? Okay, maybe I spent a little romantic about it. <laughs> your thoughts on moving day before we jump in? How'd you feel about it? Um, it was fine. I had some good moments. Nothing, yeah. Spectacular. It's not my favorite episode, but it was enjoyable. It's sort of one of those that's right in the middle for me. Low for season two, but midway, you know, sort of a middling episode for the whole, the whole run of the show. And there were some lines in here that I had forgotten how much I liked. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a lot of really bad stuff. <laughs> there were some bad looks by Barney, and there was a very complimentary joke towards Bill Cosby, right. but. Yeah, you can't predict it. <laughs> no one around this time would have predicted Bill Cosby. So, uh, well, I don't know. When uh, was 30 Rock? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess there was kind of stories floating around Hollywood, but I, don't, I feel like it didn't it spread wasn't that far. Knowledge, and it, I, it probably wasn't even this early. I have to think of, figure out when that, thir- there was a 30 Rock episode that mentioned it very, very early on before it really blew up, but that might have still been early 2010s. Well, they had that 30 Rock episode where... Bill Cosby was sort of trying to cancel Tracy Jordan. 
Oh, no, this is a different one where Tracy mentioned something about, like, oh, I know what you did to my aunt in wherever, like, some city. But was that really a reference to sort of the... Yes. The rumors floating around? I believe or? it was, because I believe at the time Hannibal Burris was a writer, and he was aware of these okay. um, rumors or allegations. Good point. And that kind of thrust it more into the spotlight. Tonight was my first time doing what Jen does, which is just printing out the transcript instead of writing it down as I go or things that I liked as we go, so... But it didn't work as well because for some reason on this one, as opposed to all the other ones I've printed out, it didn't actually list the character names next to the <laughs> next to the dialogue, so it was a little trickier. I wrote them all down as we went, and I it, it did make it that, easier but... to follow by doing that. Yeah, I thought about it, but I was like, eh, that's going to make it take too much time, so I figured I'd just hope for the best. We want to say rest in peace this week. Uh... <sighs> To a very well-respected, brilliant woman, RBG, passed away. RBG. It's a sad, sad weekend. And you and I watched On the Basis of Sex, which was pretty good. Which was the movie that was about her, sort of, the first landmark case that she had participated in. Yeah, I think, yeah, what's really interesting is, like, there's a whole movie essentially about, you know, a little bit of law school and, like, this one really big case. But then she had, you know, just a huge career after that and was so influential after that. So much more story to tell. Obviously, that has absolutely nothing to do with this episode, so we'll... It just, doesn't. Maybe we'll find a place <laughs> to tie it in. But, you know, we're impacted by news of the day. When we start off this episode... We have the narrator talking about how great things were at this point in time between him and Robin. And we get sort of a montage of happiness scenes. And he makes a reference to, you know, things were so great, how, so they decided to try and make it even better. Which really, they kind of address this towards the end, but at this point, I'm kind of thinking, no, you guys had a huge fight, and then you, at the end of it, decided to move in together, which right. seems like a bad idea. Right. No, I think it's them trying to romanticize what they're doing, kind of retconning the explanation. Even at the end, they don't really give a full one. They don't seem to want to say how they got there. Yeah, that's true. Oh, Roxy's on the move. All right. <laughs> she knows it's podcast time. She's got to get in the podcast snoring chair. Hmm. Okay, we're at McLaren's with Ted, Barney, Marshall, and Lily. And Ted's talking about how he has the moving truck coming and does, you know, it's coming at 8 a.m. Does that sound good for everybody? And you get sort of an audible di- sound of disapproval from the gang. Yeah, nobody wants to be up that early. And nobody wants to help somebody move. Yeah. In, in fact, I think when we get to the Murtaugh episode, that's one of the things that, and we've discussed this before, I believe, but that's one of the things that you don't, you're too old for this right. stuff. Right. I mean, I guess he wasn't really having them help him move. I mean, he had them help pack the truck. but It wasn't like furniture, it didn't seem. Right. But they also weren't going then to Robbins to help unload. Or maybe they would have if Barney hadn't stolen the truck. Who knows? Barney wants to know what they're going to do with Ted's room, and he offers to rent it. And we go into a series of scenes where Barney 
is having issues that it's taking too long to get women the 23 minutes back to his apartment from McLaren's. So a lot can go wrong in 23 minutes. <laughs> I kind of like these sequences. Uh, you know, the first girl falls asleep. Uh, I like how he gets out and says she's pain <laughs> yeah. and runs. That was a pretty good bit. Um, one who seems on the verge of breaking up with her boyfriend if he doesn't call her back. And then on the way, he calls her. So he loses out on that one. Another one. And did you clock the times? And I noticed that the times were running. And some were getting like really close to the 23. I didn't actually write down how long they took. I saw, I clocked that they were happening. I didn't write down what the times were or try to look for the significance in the times. Okay. I feel like the last one was like almost to 23 minutes. Like, they were gradually getting closer and closer. So, uh, the one girl reconciles with her boyfriend. We get another one that flashes cops. <laughs> like, it's so close. Yeah. That must have been the one you were talking right. about. Right, yeah, so they get pulled over before they get to the apartment. So, if he had a room upstairs, that would be great. And, you know, he promises to come in after the, they go to sleep, and he'll be gone before they wake up. <laughs> right. As it, he'll leave the girl behind. I didn't love the joke about, you know, Lily complains that they got to deal with the women in the morning. He says, you know, some guy just told her that he loved her and then pretended to go to the bathroom and never came back. You can't make her a cup of coffee. I mean, it's typical Barney where he has to turn everything into somebody else's problem or you know, somebody else's deficit because they won't cover for him. Right. Not one of my favorite jokes of this. Uh, we, we cut to the truck. Here, here's where we get the comment on Bill Cosby. Yes. Apparently he has... Colorful sweaters. Yeah. But America loved that guy for a reason. Mm, not anymore. Although every time I hear um, yeah, Cosby sweater phrase, it makes me think of high fidelity. Yeah, I think at this point. It's a Cosby sweater. Mm -hmm. Marshall stops Ted to give him his sword of the two swords. This is the end of an era. They're breaking up the set. Which is good because Robin's building is infested with dragons. Yeah. And then we get a sequence of Marshall and the lake kind of acting like Ted's parents, you know, letting them Mm -hmm. fly away from the, the, the nest, if you will. Which I thought was, eh, I'd kind of skip over that stuff. Yeah, it was just okay. Barney bursts in. Barney bursts in. You haven't moved yet, have you? (laughs) Then insists that they have to take this quiz, which he, for some reason, has on a yellow pad. No, no, he found it in a magazine. It's the, are you ready to move in together quiz. Robin has sort of a weird, if this is anything like you're taking, your are you wearing panties quiz, I'm out. Yeah, I didn't love that. Lazy joke, yeah. Um, question one, Ted, do you want to move in with Robin? Yes. Oh, that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> the answer is no, you want to be single and hang out with your awesome friend Barney. Then Robin, do you think you can score a guy, a hotter guy than Ted? And she, you know, we just have the tiniest hesitation. Correct. The answer is, was awkward silence. That was pretty good. <laughs> question three, did I just make up this quiz to prove a point? Like Robin's, really? You mean it's not from old yellow legal pad magazine? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was one of the things that probably made me laugh the most. So Barney's insistent that you guys won't move in together. Right. He thinks that, you know, he's made a convincing argument, and now, yeah, Ted's just going to stay where he is. Everything will stay the same. Uh, (laughs) Ted tells him no, and Barney lashes out that 
Robin's blinding him with her shiny hair and boob-shaped boobs. Yeah, and Robin seems to like this description of her. <laughs> she seems very flattered by it. I mean, who doesn't like being told they have shiny hair? And then I like the follow-up to that. You know, this is bad for you too, Robin. How are you going to feel when he sees you without any makeup? I'm not wearing makeup right now. Holy crap, you're beautiful. <laughs> and so then he changes tacks, like, all right, well, how are you going to feel when you can't have the occasional cigarette? This is funny because we get, this isn't the only eventual reference to them smoking, not just right. Robin, but then the rest of them too. And we never, ever see them smoking until it just has to do with that episode. Right. Well, no, actually, we do see Robin smoking in this episode. Yes, in this one, because it has to do with this episode. Right. Uh, we've seen her smoking a cigar before. I mm-hmm. think we've seen Barney smoking a cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, there was that time he was sick and he was smoking it on the balcony. But then we have a whole episode about them quitting smoking. Right. And it's, it's as, as though they've been doing it all this time. Which is fine. We don't want to sit here and watch them smoke all the time. Right. And this was a time and place in, in a TV era where main characters don't smoke cigarettes. You have yeah, to be a bad guy. It's not <laughs> 60s era Mad Men. Right. Ted doesn't know she smokes. <laughs> and I like how, don't tell me how to live my life. Uh, more bar- back and forth between Barney and Ted. Then Barney eventually says, okay, I'll, I'll get on board. I'll help you. And then he disappears and takes the truck. As they notice when they're down on the street, Ted takes a little while to get there to realize what happened. Yep. So all he has left is a box of pot lids and his one sword. Which Marshall takes from him. Cause <laughs> yeah. I did like that, except- yeah, Ted's going off. I'm going to kill him. I swear I'm going to kill him. So Marshall's like, I'm just going to hold on to this sword. Yeah, it was a little easy, but Marshall pulled it off. Yeah, I liked it. Marshall and Lily are now celebrating back up in the apartment that they live alone. Can finally do all the things that they wanted to do once they would live alone. And so the first one is sitting around the apartment naked, which, you know, they don't seem to enjoy more than like 30 seconds of. No, and there's good naked and bad naked. <laughs> And I'm guessing Lily is good naked and Marshall's bad naked. Probably. It sounds as awesome as they thought would be. Lily's butt itches. Marshall's cold. Lily noticed. Ooh. And Marshall <laughs> he's sitting says, so weird. I don't know how she could have even noticed. Um, and then he has a good comeback. Like, you're one to talk pointy. <laughs> right. Ted's trying to f- track down Barney. Oh, he, th- he threatens the voicemail. Uh, Robin's trying to comfort him, and Ted says, well, you know, since I'm here, let me start, you know. Or no, Ted's saying, I, I was, you know, this is disappointing. I was looking forward to settling in, maybe setting up my TV and watching a movie in bed, and we got a... <laughs> right. From Robin. We'll call that hissing. I can't think of a better term for That's it. That's what I... Yeah, because it's not in the transcript, so I kind of wrote it in as it happened, but yeah, I, I wrote down a hiss. Yeah. Uh, so we got a problem here. Robin's like, do we really want a TV in the bedroom? And now. I like everything switched to we. And yeah, I thought we did. I thought we would put it. <laughs> oh, is that? I wonder if that's a callback to the couple episode where she wouldn't be a we with Mike. Oh, I don't know. I think it was more of like that hypothetical. Like, well, don't we want this? When I first moved in with my first wife, this was, you know, six to nine months or so before we ever got married. A few months before I even proposed, the first big issue was not having a TV in the bedroom, but me being able to watch TV as I was trying to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. She wasn't having it, and so I'd have to sit out in the living room until I got sleepy enough to go to the bedroom, 
which meant that she was in bed, you know, an hour or an hour and a half before I was. Mm-hmm. And so we would never go to bed at the same time. Um, this should have been where I ran. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't see you putting up with that now. No, I mean, I wouldn't. TV in the bedroom? No, I wouldn't have settled down with somebody that wasn't into TV in the bedroom. I mean, it's it's just. just, a deal breaker. It really is. I never realized how, because I became very dependent upon getting sleepy as the TV's Mm -hmm. going. And uh, you know me, I'm very good about once I'm really falling asleep, I turn it off. Yeah, I when I lived with my ex, we didn't have a TV in the bedroom, and that was like the first thing I did when I we broke up and I moved out is I put a TV in my bedroom. <laughs> and then right away when you got you and I started staying at each other's places, we would have the TV. Yeah, on. exactly. I'd but you us. need a timer for the yeah. TV, which which I don't. We might have on our TV. I don't know. I don't. I I can't remember if we do with this one, but yeah, I <laughs> I'd put it on forensic files. I'd put it on you know thirty minute or sixty minute timer depending on how sleepy I'd be. Fall asleep and all was well with the world. And you always like to fall asleep to like the true crime stuff. Like every time I come in and the TV's still on and you're asleep, it's a murder story. Yep. Which is such a strange thing to fall asleep to. It's weird, but I'm not the only one. I know there's lots of people that fall asleep to true crime and especially forensic files for some reason. (laughs) It's a strange club for you to be associated with. Well, that was like one of the things that I had to get used to when we moved in together. It was like, I can't I fall like. asleep to <laughs> forensic files anymore. I have to fall asleep to something friends. else. Right. Which is so like forensic files. Hello, friends. <laughs> I need to fall asleep to something that is not grabbing my attention. So the best thing for me is a sit, an old sitcom where I kind of mm-hmm. know what's going on already. And so right. it's not grab, it's not surprising me or pulling me out of my sleep at all. Um, <clears throat> but I have a very special skill that I notice when I'm missing parts of it as I'm listening. Right. Um, and then and then I just reach for the remote and turn it off. And if if there's too much activity between me noticing this and then turning it off, I'll wake right back up. So it has <laughs> to be done very carefully. Here's everything you people did not want to know about our sleeping. Patterns. Well, fun fact, I, um, you know, sometimes now, because I go to bed later than you, and half the time, by the time I come up, you already have the TV off, so I'll just, yeah, throw my earpods in and listen to a podcast. I actually put on the Forensic Files podcast last night. Yeah, before COVID, you were always sleep pretty far ahead of me on weeknights, because mm-hmm. you used to get up and try and leave the house at, like, 7 in the morning. Right. But now that you get to sleep till, like, 8 o'clock or so... You're always in bed much later than I am, so okay. the whole thing. Well, I also have COVID insomnia. Put so. that put that on the list of things that are different now to the <laughs> world as COVID came. Yeah, COVID insomnia has not been kind to me, so it's no fun to just go up to bed and lay there for two hours listening to you snore. And Roxy, too. <laughs> uh, a cacophony of snores. It really is, and then it just reiterates that I'm not asleep, and it makes me angry. So <laughs> I can't go up until I'm like ready to fall asleep. And even then, like even last night, it still took me like a couple hours to fall asleep after mm-hmm. I came up. Well, I'm glad we worked that out on. <laughs> yeah. So now podcast. all of you guys know all the weird things about how we sleep or don't sleep. And if you also have COVID insomnia. Call Jen. <laughs> Call Jen in the middle of the night and <laughs> chat. Tweet at me around midnight. I'll probably still be up. <laughs> Don't you also listen? There are podcasts that like help you sleep. Yeah. Do you so do I, that still? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I kind of flit between a few. Um, what's been working fairly well lately is a podcast called Nothing Much Happens, 
where the host um, just kind of tells like a very low-key story and she tells it twice and the whole premise is to help people fall asleep mm. so it's supposed to be like you know kind of dull and gentle and what kind of numbers she pulls in probably decent um and so yeah she'll tell it twice and then the second time it's a little more slowly and so that's how i can kind of tell where i am and falling asleep it's like oh yeah i've heard this part already but i don't remember what happens next i can tell like all right i'm getting there i've done that one i've also done um the sleep with me podcast they actually have a game of thrones um like shoot off of it so sometimes even i'll still listen to that (laughs) and listen to like old recaps of game of thrones but really boring (laughs) and then samuel tarwell read another book yeah and then so kind of like we're doing the host will go off on like random tangents that are kind of boring and do you think people use our podcast to get to sleep i don't know probably not maybe just dogs yes dog yeah i think we've said before this is a good podcast to put your dog to sleep well, you know, that was that was the first big thing that should have told me, okay, this isn't going to work. But I never that, – that was sort of the first time in my life where I sort of became dependent on TV to put me to sleep. So I don't think I realized how disruptive it would be to then try and settle down with someone that does not do that. So hmm. at any rate. Okay. So all of that to say that Barney or Robin and Ted have – quite the conundrum going on right now yeah there's a lot of tit for tat back and forth in this next scene um about this tv and i don't don't think we need to go all the way through it it ends with them needing wine yeah so the little twinges that all is not going to be well with this moving this next scene i watched the tv version it wasn't in it i think it's you know it's marshall and lily talking about going to the bedroom um, not having to be quiet anymore. I didn't really get because I, I didn't see it. Maybe oh, okay. you should cover it. Um, it yeah, so the joke behind it doesn't really connect just by reading the transcript of it. Right. So they're you know kissing on the couch and yeah, Marshall asks if they should go to the bedroom and you know, Lily points out that Ted doesn't live there and so you know they don't have to move. They don't have to be quiet. They can be as loud as they want to be. And then we get. You know, a scene of them on opposite ends of the couch, kind of like arms folded. Um, Something has gone wrong. Now they're kind of sniping at each other. Yeah, something has gone wrong. Is it him that's screaming out on the best? (laughs) Yes. So Lily... And she yells, Ted's not here (laughs) during sex. Um, But she points out that what she said is true. Hmm. So, burn. burn. (laughs) Okay, we're at Robin's. Ted plans to unpack his one box of pot lids. Yeah, bad idea. Just wait for the pots. <laughs> and, and so Robin suggests that he... We get another hiss. Right. Um, Robin suggests that he take it down to the... And he interrupts and says, don't say storage space. And she's like, I was going to say dumpster. Yeah, because she keeps she keeps <laughs> saying storage space of where right, she wants yeah. to know what stuff. And I, yeah, that was a good twist. Um. And so he's, you know, he starts getting mad. Well, you know, all I have is eight pot lids and a sword. And yeah, we... About that sword. <laughs> then his phone rings. It's Barney using a false voice, telling him to put on the suit. And hey, Barney, it's not me. Ted wants to know what suit. Barney says, ding dong. Oh, what's that? The doorbell. That's the suit I'm talking about. Ted goes, I haven't gotten to the door yet. Okay, let me, let me know when you get there. I like how he <laughs> okay. just goes back into his regular voice. Okay, now I see the suit. <laughs> That's the suit I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, Barney, 
I get <laughs> a stupid line, but I like it where he's like, Barney, this isn't Barney, but I hear that guy's No, I like it, especially because <laughs> they call it back later. Mm-hmm. In fact, that, that's, that's really what makes it work is the callback to it. Right. So Barney gives him instructions to go meet him at, basically meet him at McLaren's. <laughs> and I like Ted here. Who will I know who to look for? Because <laughs> we've never met. Yeah, there's sort of a pregnant pause. <laughs> I look like Barney. <laughs> Ted comes in with suit and sneakers. <laughs> Barney's line. It's a little Ellen DeGeneres, but you pull it off. <laughs> right. And, yeah, this wasn't a conscious choice on Ted's part. He doesn't have any clothes, so... Are you following all this Ellen, Dege- Ellen DeGeneres? Not really. H- Hubble- I've seen headlines. I haven't cared to read into it much. Apparently she's not that as sweet as she comes off as in so many public I, scenes. I thought it wasn't her as much as other people. Yeah, but it's coming out that it is also her. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, it just seemed like overall it's not a good place to work. Yeah, I think the the work environment in general is not her fault, but it just it still seems like she's kind of nasty to people too. Like she has an on camera personality and an off camera personality. That's disappointing. I expected better from Dory. Okay. So Barney tries to have Ted call him the Commodore for some reason, <laughs> which he has to agree to. And Ted tries it, but it yeah doesn't help him get his stuff back. So we get sort of a. A bad series of plays on the word bro. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, Barney wants them to have one last bro night so before he moves in with Robin. We get a broing away party, a special bro occasion, a bro choice rally. Actually, that one's kind of funny. Bro time at the Apollo. And I do I'm, like Ted here. <laughs> oh, I don't like this joke. Oh, oh bro me. <laughs> I, I, I think it's the best one out of all of them. Oh, out of this series of them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, and this is competing for worst joke for me. Ooh, wow. Yeah, it's definitely not best joke, but it's best of the bro okay. combos. Yeah, that and a broing away party uh, didn't work for me. So Barney's going to make him have a good time with him before he settles in and becomes henpecked. And Barney eventually threatens to drive his stuff into the river. Oh, was he going to drive it in or throw it in? <laughs> He's just going to take the moving truck, too. Well, we, we skipped an important part here. Barney's driving. Yes, that's true. And we, we talked about how the story of the Fiero could have been so long ago that, it was, that since then Barney's gotten his license. Right. But they don't really mention that. Yeah. In Arrivederci Fiero, right. that yeah, he does drive really now. It. But, yeah, apparently he went from not being able to drive the Fiero to being comfortable driving a big moving truck. So. It's a giant hole in the story. Big enough to drive a uh, moving truck through. Joke. You can't say it while I'm saying it. <laughs> I already knew it was going to be bad. You didn't even have to finish it. <laughs> God, I hate you. Okay. Ted's helping Barney pick up this woman, so... Apparently, they're watching the Strongest Man competition on TV, and it's an old one. Uh, well, did they skip the part? Lily and Marshall are also watching this at their apartment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Okay. Um, they're watching it first. They call for Ted. He's not there. They're starting to miss him already. Do we know what this is, World's Strongest? Like, was this a show? Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure what years it was on, but 
World's Strongest Man competition would be all these like ridiculous strongman challenges. And I know that the guy that ended up playing the mountain in Game of Thrones, he was a champion a couple times. Oh. And you see them like flipping over giant... Weren't there like several mountains? There was three total, okay. and he was the third one. And okay. his face is really the only one... No, I guess the first one you see his face a few times. But the last mountain was the one for the last few seasons, and his okay. he kind of became most famous. Wait, so as, when was this show on? The World's Strongest Man competition? Yeah. I think it still goes. I, I, I don't know where they... Show it. See, they said Lou Ferrigno, and so I assume this was something like from the seventies or eighties. Like, yeah, there, and maybe there was a pause, or maybe it's been going on all this time, but they didn't always televise it. Hmm. Okay. That being said, I, I mean, I, I well, think, and then especially because it's the the bus from the Partridge Family. <laughs> yeah, Lou Ferrigno probably hasn't been up for pulling a bus with his teeth for a long time now. But yeah, it still goes on. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, Marshall and Lily are watching this, and Marshall goes to call for Ted. And they they, they do, do they do pull buses and stuff, not with their teeth. That was sort of a jokey add on to what happens. But go ahead. <laughs> um, I was just saying, you know, kind of another incident where they start to realize that they're missing Ted too. Like, hey Ted, come watch. Oh, Ted's not here. And so then, we, yeah, we flip to the bar, and that's the gimmick to get this girl to give Barney her number. Yeah, Ted better on whether Lou Ferrigno could pull the bus with his teeth. Right. <laughs> and so she points out, like, this looks pretty old. You sure it's... Are you sure this is live? It's Ted, like, yeah, the TV's just old. Yeah, and the way Ted says it, he's really not putting a lot of effort into this. He's <laughs> like, yeah, uh, TV's old. <laughs> so Barney gets her number, but then she says, yeah, don't call too early. I have church. So he just throws the number mm-hmm. away. His next challenge to Ted... Oh, he just says that's the end of the first challenge. On to the next challenge. But then we cut to Robin in a bubble bath with a cigar. Right, right because... Yeah, with Barney, a cigarette, rather. Barney's saying, like, you know, next challenge. And Ted's like, no, you know, it's my first night living with Robin. I gotta get back. And, you know, we see that <laughs> Robin's doing just fine. This might be our last hurrah, my little friend, she says to the cigarette. They cut to the apartment, and Lily's trying to get ready to cook for Marshall for dinner, but it it turns out they only have one. All all they have to cook is enough ingredients to make a one-egg omelet with some ketchup and film. (laughs) Is that back when we—I guess we did used to keep film in the refrigerator? This is the first time hearing about it. Yeah, I think there were certain cameras where, you know, before you get the film developed, it's best to keep them in in a cold environment. But okay. I, we don't see either of them ever taking pictures with, like, nice cameras. <laughs> I mean, so maybe it's I been don't, in there the whole time. <laughs> Or maybe you keep it in there before you use it, and it'll last longer that way. That must be it. Okay. Um, so they start to realize Ted's the one that does the grocery shopping, but Lily finds a microwave pizza in the freezer. It was Ted's pizza. No, it's Ted's pizza. I mean, I'm sorry, Ted's, Ted's microwave. microwave. <laughs> And apparently all the towels were Ted's, too. Marshall <laughs> comes out, like, half-assedly wrapped in toilet yeah, paper it's a, after it, a shower. It's a, it's a good sight gag. <laughs> it's idiotic. Why would he do that? He's not a little kid that thinks that that's going to work, but right. it's still a good sight gag. So everything useful in the apartment was Ted's. Everything that was a fall cap poster that we bought ironically in college was mine, says Marshall. <laughs> Such a weird comment. 
They say that they miss him. But they're not going to interrupt his first night with Robin, and we cut to Ted playing laser tag with Barney. And I think we, we had a conversation about this, whether he's ever played laser tag with Barney. Um, this was like early on in first season. We weren't sure if that ever actually happened. Yeah, and here it is. Here it is. Barney says, if they win this one, it's free onion rings at the Intergalactic Snack Shack. And Ted's like, what a bargain. We only had to spend 20 bucks a game. Now, this is every kid's game place ever. Right. Of course. Everywhere we go, we spend like $30 on our kid playing games to get those tickets to eventually buy something that would be worth 25 cents. Yes. In a dollar store. Yes. But the games are fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially when there's Fruit Ninja. It's my favorite. Ted is having fun, actually. Um, And maybe this is just a byproduct of him not really, truly not wanting to go back to Robin's place. And Laser Tag's fun. It is. In, in, you know, very... You know, Barney wants to do it all the time. I think the other gang, whenever they're doing it with him, they tend to have fun with him. Mm -hmm. But that's not something that they want to do every week. Right. Ted calls Robin... And Barney gets bent out of shape about it. Yeah, but he has to check in. So he's going to go eat his onion rings Han style. Solo. It's okay. <laughs> um, Robin is fine with Ted hanging out with Barney, and then she's when she gets off the phone, she's canceling her subscription to Guns and Ammo until she gets a hand grenade phone, so she's going to get it at work instead. <laughs> Where is she going to put this hand grenade phone? <laughs> Yeah, true. Is that going to be your new work phone? <laughs> Marshall comes back to the apartment with groceries, but he forgot toilet paper, which kind of creates a funny scene. Right. I got everything we need. Could you toss me the toilet paper? Be, be right, right back. back. <laughs> Sit tight. We're back at McLaren's, and Ted admits to having a good time. But still wants his stuff back. Barney argues that... Ted doesn't really want his stuff back right now. He doesn't really want to move in with Robin. He's having a good time. He could have left at any point and gone back to Robin's, and he didn't. He's not wrong. Yeah, it's true. And so, yeah, he points out that, you know, it's been a day. You realize it sucks. You don't want to be there. She doesn't want you there, and you guys have made a mistake. He didn't call it their place. He called it Robin's. Which I feel like that's an easy enough mistake. You yeah. haven't even moved your stuff in yet. <laughs> The next scene is is Ted back at Robin's house. He hadn't gotten the truck back yet. Right. So he gets mad at Barney and he just leaves the bar and goes back to Robin's. But in their conversation, he realized... Well, wait. Um, he just wanted to come back home or back, back to their place, watch a movie. Uh, he puts his feet up on her coffee right. table and we get another... She eats at that table. He says, oh, it's fine, I'll take my shoes off. When he talks about taking his shoes off, she hisses again. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I guess maybe that's not where shoes go. Through this argument, Ted, the light bulb goes off. Ted realizes where Barney put his truck. We're at McLaren's, and Barney's talking to a woman named Sarah, who's apparently a rocket, and we get Rachel LaFever. Did you recognize yeah. her? Who? <laughs> I don't think that's how you say her name. Oh, how do you say it? Rochelle? Is it Rochelle? 
What did you say, Rachela? Yeah, Rachel. It's Rochelle. I've never heard the name Rochelle before. You've never heard the name Rochelle? I've heard the name Rochelle, but not Rochelle. I think it's Rochelle. I could be wrong, but that does not look like Rachel to me. Okay. Rochelle the fever. And that's Take probably two. not how you say that either. <laughs> I think the fever's right. Wait, what do you think that is? Uh, I'm going to go with la fever. <laughs> it's French. I think it's la fever. Um, but it's uh, Victoria from the first Twilight movie, the original Victoria. There's an original Victoria. Well, didn't wasn't she, her character replaced by? Oh, that's right. Her, like Bryce Howard. Dallas Howard. Yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard. I forgot all about that. And this is her pre-Twilight. I think she is so pretty. Of course, I love the redheads. Yeah, she is pretty. Uh, she invites Barney back to her place. He said, "I bet my place is closer." Here we are. They're at a van. She says the loading dock behind the bar. Yeah, she's she's seen Silent of the Lambs before. But he opens the van and it's set up like a bedroom. So she agrees to go in. Still a weird choice. (laughs) There's a weird those other rockettes who called you slow or crazy line. Didn't really probably my least favorite. It doesn't make any sense and it's not a good joke. They get in. The van starts moving. It's like, I knew it. You were kidding. I knew you were kidding. Happy me. She starts screaming for help. He's going to explain. Then his phone rings. It's Ted. <laughs> enjoying the ride. Ted? Ted, you let us out of here. <laughs> this isn't Ted. But here, that guy's awesome. <laughs> Good turnaround. Yeah, I like that. So we get back with, you know him talking to Robin. He says, yeah, he took Sarah home and he took Barney to a bar near his apartment because that had never occurred to him to try before. So that way he doesn't have to (laughs) make the long trek back. Well, of course he could have done that, but he always wants to hang out with those guys at McLaren, so that's not really an answer to his problem. Well, he said the strategy had never occurred to him, so I mean, he doesn't hang out with them all the time. I'm sure there's nights he's hunting solo. (laughs) Hunting Han. Yes, exactly. Solo. Do you get that? That's a Star Wars reference. Yes, I. We cut to a scene with. We get one last Robin and Ted scene here. There's a little back and forth about the girl and Barney learning his lesson, and he got kicked in the crotch by a rocket. Da da da. All right, now we're at the apartment. Right. Well, so right before that scene ends, you know, she says, "Yeah, we should get you all unpacked," and then. And she says, yeah, I guess we should. And then it cuts to Lily and Marshall realizing that they are struggling without Ted. Yeah, they are like a tree that depends on a tree already being there. (laughs) A tree that grows around the body of another tree. (laughs) I I kind of actually like their back and forth here. Um, We're talking (laughs) about these trees. (laughs) Yeah, so Marshall brings it up. Lily doesn't really understand. The metaphor. Right. So or she's not the sure. Simile. Are they the inside tree or the outside tree? Should there be three trees? But <laughs> Marshall points out that the two of them are one tree, and Ted's uh, the other tree. I like his conclusion of I think we can marry each other, <laughs> but we also have to marry Ted. Her dad's not going to pay for that wedding. Ted shows up. Which we get, yeah, it was another bit of a inconsistency because we find out later her dad wasn't even invited to the wedding. Oh, yeah. It may have just been a throwaway jokey line from Lily. But, yeah. Her dad's not going to pay for any wedding anyway. 
Ted shows up. They want to know what happened. He said that they decided not to move in. Then they cut over to the scene between Ted and Robin. And again, we, we sort of get this back and forth that doesn't reveal to us what led them to say, let's move in together, except for maybe it was just a way to stop the argument they were having at that time. Yeah, and neither of them seemed to remember. In. They just said that they were fighting. There was good sex around this, both before it and now. And they, and they used the van. I half expected Barney to... <laughs> to steal it again. Yeah, yeah, to grab it again, but yeah. Yeah, that's where they end. Yeah, so they ultimately decide, you know, they're happy and they shouldn't mess with it, so just leave things be. So Ted comes back and <laughs> Lily and Marshall kind of wrap around him like he's the tree. It's cute. I didn't, I didn't think of that. I was, I was going to say they made a sandwich out of him. Oh, no, he's the tree. Yeah, that's true. Um, and it's a very sort of sexual scene. <laughs> Because Marshall's like, God, this feels so right. It's just emotional. You don't have to make it weird. All right. Now we're at McLaren's, and we get Barney's top ten list of what he was going to name the truck if he had gotten to keep it. Do you want to explain what what the top ten list is referencing? Yeah, this is uh, in reference to David Letterman, the Letterman show. I feel like... When Letterman moved from NBC to CBS, he could not take the top ten with him because NBC claimed that it was their property. That doesn't sound right because I don't think I ever watched Letterman. I mean, I didn't watch Letterman regularly, but I know um, when I, think I he did. He found a loophole. Yeah, I was going to say, I know when I did see it, it was on CBS, and he definitely did the top ten list. Yeah, and this was, you know, how they would go. And actually, after number three, the Escalade, uh, Barney gives a really good impression of a Letterman laugh. Mm-hmm. Sort of that high-pitched cackle. That he had. Um, I didn't care for the list itself. It was fine. I mean, lots of puns. And then after he's done with the last card, he throws the card uh, like Letterman does. Whenever Letterman's done with one of the cards from the top line list, he throws it. Or maybe it's at the very end. And then it makes sort of a fake crashing noise, mm-hmm. which it did this time also for Barney. Except for instead of it being a fake crashing noise, it actually hit <laughs> right. a waitress's tray and knocked over glasses. I, I've never noticed that before. Oh, this, really? Yeah, this time. <laughs> so I'm surprised you don't like this. This is right up your alley. Uh, it's been a long, long time since I've enjoyed David Letterman. Yeah, but t- top ten lists. True. Um, I could see why you think <laughs> that would be my thing for this, but eh. the only thing I liked about it was that those last two pieces, the Letterman laugh and the crash mm-hmm. and the play on that. Um, okay. My favorite joke is I think I have a tie between two. Okay. And they were back to back, more or less. It was Barney's correct. The answer was awkward silence. <laughs> and then right behind that, <laughs> Robin saying, really? You mean it's not from old yellow legal pad magazine? <laughs> yeah, I think that's my favorite, the old yellow legal pad magazine. And then I think my, fav- my least favorite. Oh, we actually agreed on a favorite. That yeah. doesn't happen too often. That's true. And then I think my least favorite is probably the Obro me. Wow. <laughs> which he liked, I know. Disappointing. I think mine's the... Rockets calling her slow. It really just didn't work. No. Where do you think I ranked this? Um, 80. Close. Nice. You're in the right decade. Excellent. 87. Okay. 
It was in one. It was cut into one of those positions where there was a few, like the ones right behind it were ones that I would have thought would be ranked higher than it. But it's right in there. And again, we we identified a lot of good jokes in this. Um, what's next week? Oh, I don't know. I didn't look. The bachelor party, I think. Yeah, bachelor party. That's one I like. A little bit, because we get Brad back, and mm-hmm. we also get. Uh, Stuart. So there's a couple good things there. I can't remember what Lily and Robert are doing in this one. What happens outside of yeah, Brad disappearing and Stuart? There's a lot of mishaps with the batch. Like I remember that they're trying to avoid Barney getting a stripper, Hmm. but then Barney kind of fools them or figures out where they're staying somehow and still gets the stripper to come to the hotel they're going to be at, and she ends up... Is she one-legged, or... There's something odd about the whole thing. Um, but I, I... What's what's Lily and Robin's story during the whole thing? I have no idea. Yeah. It'll be All right. Fun. It'll be a nice surprise. <laughs> yeah. All right, where can folks find us? People can find us at RunkleRecaps.com, on Twitter, at RunkleRecaps, on Instagram, underscore, how I met your podcast, underscore, and you can always shoot us an email at RunkleRecaps at gmail.com. And like I said, I'm up late. <laughs> Tweet at me if you need suggestions for how to fall asleep. <laughs> Some good podcasts. Or if you just want to say hi. Since you did mention how I like top ten lists and I didn't care much for Barney's except for his impressions and uh, some of the parallels with David Letterman, I made my own top ten list of truck names. All right, fine. I won't do it. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.